When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. And what an action-packed episode of Two Slips in the Gully you have got ahead of you. I'm joined by Aaron. How are you, mate? Excited. Excited. Word, excited. Ready and raring to go. Ready to go. And I've also joined by Craig again, mate. You're welcome back. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me back. And um, on the week that Elon Musk reduced uh, the scrolls of 800 stories you could watch on Twitter... The creating world lost their collective <laughs> heads over <laughs> one incident yes. that um, looked and we'll talk about it a bit more. But you know how frustrating it was to oh. see how many tweets I saw. Like, what do you mean I can only look at 600? I'm like, why are you wasting a tweet on this? Stop doing that. Well, I've only got 600 and I've seen about 50 of you oh. pitching that you've only got 600. Like, I'm trying to watch Bearstow memes here and you're, you're filling it up with garbage on that. Uh, anyway, but uh, uh, look, it, we lost our collective heads over it. But to be honest, it had really very little to do with the result. So, zero to do with the yeah. result. Um, let's let's cut top right to the chase here. I'm going to come out and say it. You, they damn lucky you didn't get beat by more. <laughs> True. Well, Ben Stokes was the reason for that. Well, if you're having any any questions about what we're going to be talking about for this episode, I think we've made it abundantly clear that this one is going to be all about the Lord's Test. So if you're wanting some other bit of cricket you know, nuance happening, you might have to wait till next week's episode because right after this, we're going to get stuck into all things second test from beginning to end and all the drama in between. Go on, straight down the throat of first slips. I don't think we could honestly ask for much more in terms of entertainment from this Ashes series. This has got 2005 vibes all over again. 2005 Ashes was largely talked about as the test series that's reinvigorated test cricket, that saved test cricket, that's got tongues wagging. This has been some absolutely astonishingly good cricket in riveting cricket for this series, and we're only two tests in. Oh, it's been brilliant stuff. It's been absolutely brilliant stuff. Um, Helped by the fact that we are on the right side of the brilliant stuff at uh, a 2-0 advantage. Yeah, but, but I mean, even if, you, if you're fair, 
you, you look at it, we were always, I always felt we had the upper hand going into this test series. You know, I've never really been convinced about this baseball theory and it's been shown to have its flaws. And quite frankly, in this test, they only have themselves to blame for what happened. 100%. Like, this is this was the... England weren't going to get a better opportunity to level the series in terms of what is the ideal situation that Ben Stokes would want as a captain. We're down 1-0. How do I want this test to go? This would have to be pretty close to what he'd write down. Oh, I want to have sure. it... I want it to be cloudy and overcast on day one. I want to win the toss. I want to bowl. When we go out to bat... I want it to be bright and sunny, not a cloud in the sky. I also want the wicket to have flattened out overnight to the point that it's not really doing anything off off the deck anymore. And then wouldn't it be handy if Australia lost one of their key bowlers halfway through the game as well? Yeah. Like, it's, it's they got everything. Everything was stacked up that way, and they still didn't come up uh, with the goods. Uh, so rattling on about what's gone on the test, like we said, They've won the toss. It's green. Um, you know, we've seen a green pitch for the first time in England so far. Uh, it's overcast. They've sent the Aussies in. And uh, what was it, 416 runs later? And when, to be fair, it probably should have been a lot more than that, the way yeah, that we, we batted um, on day two. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. real good on day two. No, we, we, we did struggle uh, day two. But credit to um, the boys up the top order um, when the ball was doing a little bit. Um, oh. You know, I think we were going at a run rate of probably 2.7 at that stage, and we'd, we'd actually cr- increased it to about 3.7, I think, later on that day when Smith, um, you know, Smith basically took, said, we're going at they basically took over the game, those two boys. I think we've got to give a shout-out because we've given him a lot of grief, and he's earned the grief, to be fair, but David Warner is the best David Warner has batted in two years. Yes. That, that early session, day one, 66 off 88, uh, looked... Like the ball was doing a bit, and he was being positive. He was playing, you know, you know, wasn't playing any shell. He was going after the English bowlers, um, and and set the tone for the day. Really, his footwork was so positive. It was so good to see. It's not the vintage David Warner that we remember from whenever. Okay, pull out one of his golden periods, but it was such an improvement and like and even an improvement on what the first test was, oh, which would have been an improvement on what he'd been doing. And this test was set up for David Warner to get out for a duck. Oh yes. Yeah. Sure was... broad, opening the bowling, at Lords, could go up and down the slope, overcast, ball nipping about. Like it was just set up for Warner to have his hip pants pulled down. And he's just and he couldn't really ask for much more. And the ball that knocked him over, Josh Tung, and a shout out to Josh Tung, what a great um debut he had for 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 the Poms. Uh, really looked like to be the probably most dangerous bowler, at least early in the piece. Certainly was. Bit of um, air speed makes a difference. Uh, the ball that he got Kwaja and Warner out were borderline unplayable. They were awesome deliveries. A particular one to Warner. That how and I mean, how far did that come back? I mean, and late, late, yeah. late, late. Yeah, Kwaja was just as impressive. You know, he, as you say, Aaron, look, air speed, and I think it showed with Stark being included for us. You know. Yeah. Did, that that little bit quicker through the air, mm-hmm. not as much time to react. If the ball's going to move late, you're no chance. So that that really impacted um, both sides and, and good selections on both sides. Um, I think Mark Taylor waxed lyri- lyrical about it during Warner's innings. When he's punching the ball through that offside, yeah. that's when Warner's on. Yeah. Obviously the eye's not there quite as much, you know, as good as what it was, you know, five, ten years ago. Mm. 
But when he's punching and timing that ball through that offside, through yeah. the covers, through mid off, and that's when you know that's when you know Davies back. Court. When he yeah. gets on that, when and what I was really happy about is he had a plan to combat Broad, and Broad didn't. It took away Broad's advantage because then Broad had to pitch a little bit shorter to try and get the same result, and you can't. The ideal length was what he was bowling to him back in two thousand and nineteen yeah. or whatever. So. He was, still, was smart. He, he was still bowling and, and, that sort of length, but because it it was because uh, Warner was batting so far out of his crease, yeah. and then Warner would be forced to play a lot of those deliveries in 2019 because he was playing from the crease. Yeah. Whereas now he was more happy to leave a lot of the ones he was getting yeah. upset about on length because yeah. War, uh, Broad had to drag it back. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that's it. Just gave him the confidence going. If this nips back and hits me on the pads, I'm yeah. safe because yeah. it's going over okay. the top. That's right. And it just took a, a lot of the you know, the hesitation out of his game because he knew that's like, all right, if this holds its line, it's going for four through the covers. If it yeah. nips back up the hill at me, I'm okay. And if it nips away, it nips away and yeah, hopefully it goes past it. the outside Well, he was edge. essentially taking two dismissals out of Broad's Arsenal, yeah. you know, Bold and LBW. Yeah. Because, because Broad was dragging the length back, he's Everything, not going to bowl him. Yeah, he's not going to bowl and him. And he's not going to get him LBW. So it was only ever going to be Warner, you know, sneaking off, you know, or, or you know, or blazing away, yeah. you know, where he would get caught that he would essentially be out. So very smart from Davey. Um, I think he overplayed it in the second innings. You could see him walk, right. cro- coming across and being very mobile at the crease. And it was a really strange because it worked really well in the first innings and the ball was doing less, but Warner was then doing more. So I think he sort of outfoxed himself. I mean, it worked. He, st- he hung around for, what, 70-odd balls. He only got 20. He didn't look like he was going to get in too much trouble, but it was just, why have you... Overworked your game now. You sort of he started you, to think too much about it. You could see it. You know, yeah. it, you know. And I think a lot of it may have been bravado to to broad. Like he was actually doing. He was so comfortable in the way he he was at the crease that I'm now going to go mess with broad a little bit. If yeah, I keep coming yeah. at Broad and making him change so he won't settle into that, but that rhythm. is so much better when he's still. Yeah, and he's only got one you know, got one fifty out of the bag. <laughs> it was probably a little too soon to go, right, now let's play some mind games with Broadie. Yeah. Like it was yeah. just, just... Mate, just stay still, stay focused, do what you were doing in that first innings and just punch him through that offside because it, it was obviously frustrating Broad. Um, because Broad sees him as a bit and, of a bait. And, and even more because he actually got put down by... Ollie Pope. Ollie Pope, that's right. Um, yeah, for about that, 20 odd. Yeah, it was a fairly comfortable sort of catch, too. It like it went quick, but yeah, you'd expect your slips to take international, yeah. international level, you expect those to be taken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think we can move much further on without having a chat about number 32 for, for Smudge, bringing it up. 110 um, fantastic innings from Smith. Didn't look troubled at all. No. Copped a bit in the media of like, oh, is Smith putting too much pressure on the team because he's batting too slow? And then Smith <laughs> comes out and he's 24 or 14 and went, well. Yeah, yeah okay. And yeah, he next. Just, he just yeah. does Smith things, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. You know, um, he's of the big three, he's probably quite clearly above them now yeah. um, in terms of Coley and, and Root and, and, and even Williamson. Yeah. Um, like, he. He's just been so consistent for so long. He has gears oh, he's, to his game. Like, he's streaked like, out of the three like, of the test like, like he's just, but he's got gears. He knows when to sum up a situation and he knows when the ball's doing a little bit. Okay, I need to hang around here. I need to, you know, just, just work the ball, you know, work the singles, work the twos. 
but then when the ball is old, not doing as much, or if he's really in his gut, he'll he'll go. Um, and that's probably the first time, probably the first time in twelve months I've seen him time the ball as well. Yeah. Like even when he was scoring hundreds last year, yeah. he just he, when he still looked through the covers and down the ground as well. Yeah, he, he just looks. He, he looked awkward getting it. Yeah, but. That first innings, he just looked so in control when he got, at all times. When he got caught uh, by Duckett to be dismissed for 110, there was there was no, like, even obligatory, like, a- accepting the applause. He was like, how did I get out for 110? Yeah. I could have scored another 100 on here easy. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was, another 200. He was dirty. That Like, yeah. he, he could just tell that he was looking at that going, that's a missed opportunity. Like, you could tell he was feeling good that there should have been more in the bag for him for that one. Oh, I think both yeah, him and Travis would probably like yeah, that. I absolutely. Travis had a missed opportunity. Yeah. But how lucky are we that we get to watch Stu Smith? Yeah, it's, the, it's pretty the, cool. The, the second best since Bradman. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. It's sensational. He he certainly is. He, he he's he looks disastrously awkward at times, but it it works and yeah. it's effective. And when he goes, there are it's times so when, good to watch. when it's. I don't know if elegance is the right word, but it's not ugly watching it. Like I think no, he's straight he straight drives. Has, he has he, he has his own his own elegance, if that makes sort of sense. His own awkward elegance. Yeah. But he, but even but even discounting his awkwardness, when he straight drives, like yeah. he, he straight he, drives, it looks, cover drives. It like, looks as good as anyone he, doing it. His like, cover drive is immaculate. He but then one, next to all, he's tennis broad. balling. You know, yeah. he's got the tennis shot out. Like, yeah, that wasn't that cool. Like, but. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, but he's that. He's he's Steve Smith. You know, and that's what you get. You know, and and it's that's it is pretty good to watch him. I shared yeah. it on our on our Facebook page just before we came to the podcast. Have you seen the video of him where they're blindfolded? Yeah, him and he's I was numbered all these bats. And twenty of them. Twenty four bats. And he's and they were giving him like what bats this? And he swings about and goes, oh, yeah, it's a little bit lighter with the toe. That'd be number twenty. 20? Yes, and then it's like, and it's 20. <laughs> and it's just like, what? What? <laughs> See, that, that's what would happen if you shadow batted every night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I said, all the different bats. I, I think I said in the in the comment that I put when I shared it on our Facebook page is I don't think that Steve Smith's human. I think he's actually the offspring of, of a human and, like, the Greek god of cricket, and yeah. he's some, like, demigod cricketer. Like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> That's not normal for yeah. even elite level cricketers to have twenty yeah. plus bats, and you he, can. He's like the Hercules of cricket. Just oh, I, I, I don't know how to explain that. Yeah, <laughs> just you can't. You just can't imagine yeah. how your mind works. Like over like over twenty four bats, and you can identify them purely off feel yeah, without yeah. looking at them. That is that is staggering. He's just ridiculous. Steve Smith doing but how, Steve Smith. But how things. how, how how much of a cricket numpty are you to have 24 bats ready to go? Well, we forever known as the Steve Smith now, won't it? The bats, are, you know, you can pick up and walk out in the middle of a test match yeah. in, and he's got 24 of them. Yeah. So, so imagine your imagine your local cricket bible, yeah. you know, bloke who you know who knows everything, uh, you know, pretty much this bloke there. <laughs> but he's now the nickname for him now is Smudger. Yeah. You, like oh, you, uh-huh. you're the smudger of our team. <laughs> like you might only get five runs every week, but, but hey, I had a good year. Uh, <laughs> sorry, mate, sorry, sorry. But but you 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 but you know just the knowledge of just the cricket nuffy yeah. in him. Yeah. You know he just 
it blows my mind how it, how, how ridiculously in tune with the game he is. But, yeah. but that's not even like that's not even knowledge retention right there. That is just some other sense. Like yep. there are plenty of cricket nuffies out there. Like Hussey is a massive cricket nuffy, nuffy. and yep. I can't imagine that Hussey could identify. Could sightlessly identify twenty four different bats. Yeah, like yeah. I reckon, I reckon you can put about you do ten. Because yeah. I remember seeing him going through his cricket kit, and he knew yeah. the weight. He knew he said this one was like, this one was for India. This yeah, one was yeah, for blah, it's, blah. It's but not, he wouldn't have twenty four bats. It's, I know it's, nobody's got twenty four. It's not. Bats. It's not normal. There are cricket, cricket behavior. stores that don't have twenty four <laughs> exactly bats. Right. <laughs> oh, it, it blows my mind. Anyway, uh, moving forward to the English innings, uh, I thought they got off to a really good start. When you're four hundred and whole, well, actually that whole day too, they got off to. A really good start. Um, well, from that Joe Root over at the end of day one, really, where they got rid of Head and Green, which really, like, we we won the day, but that would have been a really sour note, like a real kick in the guts for the Aussies to lose Particularly Root. Particularly Green, that was and... a pretty crap way to get out, I thought, even though the ball on length was probably there, but you've only had three balls. What are we thinking about Greeny? Oh, I'm happy. I'm, oh, I'm look, I, I'm, not, I'm not happy, but I'm not, he has to be there. Yeah. I'm not in the, the process of dropping him anytime no. soon, but um, no. but no, he, he hasn't played well. No. Um, he's had a few knocks where he's needed to stick, you know, to stick in and he's occupied the crease and things like that where he's done And his bowling overall hasn't been too bad, but it's been... Yeah. He hasn't tilted the game. He hasn't affected the game too many ways. No, and, but that's what we're looking for him to do. Yeah. Yeah, I think know, it's we also got to remember it's he's 23 it's the ashes he's playing on wickets that aren't as conducive as we thought they were going to be for mm. for that and we're going to talk about it later with his bowling in the fourth innings and I have a feeling that that's probably more to do with the general plan for what they wanted to achieve yeah. and obviously then he copped the barrage from Ben Stokes but he came back for another spell while Stokes was still going and actually bowled really well so mm. um yeah, I, 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 he hasn't moved the needle enough, but I don't think we're at the point where we're looking at elsewhere yet. You're certainly not dropping him, but no. you just in a big series. Yeah, you know, with 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 the guy that with the class that he has, you just want to see that little bit more. Yeah, you know, that, three and, more test matches to go for. Oh, look, plenty of time. Oh, yeah. Am I not? Are we not knocking him? Oh, no, sure. no, I know you're not knocking him. I know this is the Cameron Green Appreciation Society. We love Gunn. Well, we're going to call a spade a spade. He hasn't yeah, played he, well he, so far. No, that's right. Well, when I say I'm happy. He's fielded happy. well, but he hasn't batted yeah. a bowl particularly well. I think he has been a victim of circumstance a couple of times as well, except for that first innings in the, in the second test, which was just a ridiculous shot. You know, I can't, I'm condemning him for that. That was really, really poor. Um, he's bowling. If we, had, if we had typical English wickets, he would be a lot more effective. The only time these bowling but, is that uh, has annoyed me was that those two overs to Ben Stokes, where we set everyone out in the boundary and we like we bowl bounces. But I have a feeling that they've decided, all right, if he's going to go, let's just set nine blokes out, set a trap, and have him hold out in the deep. And Stokes was better than Green for those two. I don't think he should have got the second over. I think the first over they probably should have moved to a Stark or a Hazelwood. But they've had two cracks at it with Cam Green. He's the tallest bowler, and they were trying to cramp him up and get him caught on the boundary. And he nearly got Stark nearly caught him down at fine leg. It was just a yeah. what half a meter, a bit too far. Yeah. Um, and he's paid the price for it. 
he went for what twenty odd off that over. But then yeah. they came back and brought it in. They were doing more of that hide the ball away where he, he couldn't reach it. And he bowled a couple of really good wide Yorkers to keep him on strike to keep uh, Stokes on strike so they have a, a crack at broad. broad. Yeah. Um, he used the short ball more sparingly, but got it right. So he bounced. He bounced back to an extent. Mm. In, so yeah, it's it hasn't been all bad, but you nah. wouldn't say for the reputation that Green has cultivated over the last twelve months, you'd say he's underperformed from yeah. from that. From yeah. he's under it performed to expectations. I, I you know I'm still very very happy to have the guy in the team. I think that he's there's such an investment for the future, and I mean we can keep talking about him being an investment for the future for a couple more years. Yeah, no doubt. You know, and by that time, he's going to have 40 or 50 tests under his belt. I would imagine at least three or four or maybe even five test centuries. Um, his best, his peak is so far in the future, it's not funny. No, oh, yeah. Oh, look, there are plenty of there are plenty of well-credentialed players that have had a poor Ashes series mm-hmm. and, you know, it's not affected their career no. as a whole. So, uh, yeah, you know, quite well, Steve and, Waugh. And, and Steve Waugh's the famous example. Steve Waugh. 30 yeah. tests before he uh, made any meaningful contribution with the bat. Yeah. yeah. And and the helpful thing is, too, we're turning away. Yeah. So, you know, it's a little bit of we're carrying the young fella. Uh-huh. But that's fine. But that's okay. And, you know, as you say, three tests to go, there may be a stage in those three yeah. tests where we need him. Yeah. And he does stand. And, and so, the thing is, too, with, with his skill set, uh, you know, two hours at the crease, he quite comfortably make a hundred in the right conditions. Yeah, um, he's also and, at the added advantage. A, a five or six overs spell in the right conditions is that it could be you, your three or four or five wickets. I think so. He... There's always that potential that we can see just waiting there, and I can see it being delivered. I personally think he, he's bowled relatively well considering the circumstances. He's had yeah, he's had nothing going for him for the yeah. whole series. But I think what helps him stand out, as opposed to some of the other all-rounders we've trotted out in the, the recent past, is that he is an elite fielder. Oh, yes. And <laughs> no doubt. And Marsh never was. Watto never was. You know, what, who we trotted out? Faulkner. Yeah. I suppose you might say that... Um, Oh, I can't even remember his name now. The one that we used for one test, two tests, plays for the Stars and the Big Bash. He's an elite fielder, but he didn't really battle bowl that well. Like, he'll, if he doesn't get runs or get wickets, he will take a specky at gully. Yeah. And, yeah. like, there's not many better gully fielders in on the planet than yeah. Cam Green. So yeah, he's one of those three tool guys where he will find some way yeah. To to affect to game. affect the game in a positive way. If he doesn't get any runs, he's yep. got to crack with the ball. If he doesn't, if it's not his day with the ball, you know that if anything comes anywhere within the radius, he'll he'll yeah. grab it. So, um, but for the England uh, bowling innings, like we said, they they restricted the Aussies to four sixteen. When I thought that five hundred was probably on the cards, um, so they did really well there in that morning. And then what a start they got off to. Uh, what would we say? One for 91, and then they lost their next wicket at uh, 188. So they were one for 188, absolutely cruising. It was in the 38th over, yeah. which actually was Green that made the breakthrough, funny enough, mm-hmm. after we just spent the last five minutes sort of talking yeah. about him. And that started the ball rolling. They went to the uh, the short ball tactic. And, and for mine, this is where I think England lost the game. Oh, yes. So when you're chasing 400 and you have the opportunity you're to... You're basically the halfway there within yep. 40 overs. Yeah. Um, 
only one wicket down. And then uh, by this point, uh, it would be remiss to say that um, Nathan Lyon has just succumbed to a, a calf, what looked calf. like a, well, we now know it's a calf tear, yeah, but yeah. it looked like even going off the field that it wasn't a cramp, like it was a significant injury. So we were pretty sure we weren't going to see Nathan Lyon for the rest of the test. So their spin has gone down. Um, and then, yeah, they proceed to go and lose, what is it, three wickets for 40 runs. And most of the, like both set batsmen, Joe Root, all gone, all playing ridiculous shots. The yeah. greatest failing of baseball so far that we've seen yeah. is is the second half of that first innings. Yeah. When run rate wasn't an issue, um, they, as you said, they'd half completed, you know, our run score um, in really quick time. We went to the tactic of the short ball and they continued to take us on when all they had to do was duck under a few. Yeah. I... I I don't think we would have had the perseverance to stick with it for too long. And, 100%. And because they were going at such a run rate, they'd bought themselves time. They bought themselves time. That's exactly right. It's the arrogance of baseball being exposed. I don't know. Oh, this it is. is. This, this arrogance. Is, this is a thing. I don't necessarily think it's quite as malicious as arrogance, but it's um, it, it, it's a culture of... No no, account about it, no accountability yep. and no consequences for your actions. It's just like... <laughs> Um, Brendan McCullum has gone and taken how I cost my team a World Cup final and turned it into a into a lifestyle. You can't dictate an opposition team's tactics, right? You can't dictate that. Basball is plan A and that is all they've got. Yes. And and at the moment there's no plan B, there's no plan C, there's no what no other plans in place to be able to at least for a 10-over spell or a 15-over spell mm-hmm. of counteracting another team's tactics. Yeah. Like it, was, it was perfectly executed by Australia, by the way. At the yeah. end of the day, it's test cricket, and test cricket is five days long. Yeah. Now, they talk about all the time that bat, like it's you know they don't like the whole basball misnomer what it is. It's, it's giving them the freedom to be their truest selves and go out and play with absolute freedom and absolute clarity and absolute backing from... From you know the higher ups that, that, that Stokes and McCullum and all that are going to back you to go and do. Your, if you're playing positively, trying to chase the like force the result and do that, there's going to be you know no stress, no harm, no foul. If it doesn't work, we'll get them next time. If McCullum hasn't had a word to his team after this match, going, you cost yourselves the game in that half an hour period on day two. He is not doing his job properly because that's exactly what happened. Now, forget we'll get to it in a little bit, but forget the Bearstow stumping no, from the, Carey. Oh, the, when you go from one for a hundred, when you go from one for hundred and eighty-eight to all out for three twenty-five and yield a ninety-run lead on a wicket that has completely died, you don't get to whinge about other things. And seventy-five of the ball, seventy-five percent of the balls would never have hit the stumps. Yep. They're not hitting the stumps. We went in to play short ball. Like We've taken all modes of dismissal out except for the way they decided to get themselves out. Exactly. Exactly. Correct. And for me, some of the shots were borderline egregious. If... You know, you guys here are captains or vice captains or, you know, you've played a lot of cricket. If you had a teammate who come in when your openers have gone out, or your number three's gone out, and they've set the game up for you, and then your middle order's gone out and gone, oh, I'm just going to have a, I'm just going to swing at whatever. Yeah, party time. Party time. And instead of being, you know, 100 in front, you're now 100 behind. 
Yous are talking to the bats. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I would like, expect it as a batter if I walked in in that situation where I've gone out and played a Harry Brooks shot when we're when we're cruising along, and I'm one of the best batters in the team, and you go, "What the hell were you thinking?" Well, those are the two. The, the two for mine that really stick out as really poor were, was Joe Root because oh, Joe yeah. Root has just he's come to the crease because Ollie Pope's just gotten out. And then 20 runs later, the set batsman of Ben Duckett falls in the same way, trying yeah. to play the short ball. Yep. He's almost been caught a couple of times where they've stationed Smith ready for that. It's Joe Root. He is, what, nearly 11,000 te- – he's 11,000 now. Yeah, he's 11,000 yeah. test runs. He has been the guy that has had to hold the team up when it's all falling around him. Yeah, talking the way about that- him being the best bat- English batsman ever. He his dismissal, his mode of dismissal in that is the most. He knows better. He's gone through the 100%. whole thing. He has played like you know Ollie Pope, Zach Crawley, Ben Duckett. These are guys that have basically gotten their shot at Basball. But Root predates Basball. He knows how to play proper Test cricket. Yeah. He needed to stay there and make sure that they you know because he like he's been around enough to know if I lose my wicket here, we're in a bit of trouble here. And then. The other one I find most egregious is Harry Brook because he's oh, just watched pathetic. He just watched Stokes get knocked over second ball of the day. He's now batting with you know the Bearstow and then the tail, and he's got to know that the tail aren't probably going to contribute too much. And they've gone from 188 for one, and then when Stokes got out there now 279, they've still got a massive total to get through to get to parity. And then he goes out and he's just trying to carve over the top to cover and holes out. Yeah. Like, you've got to have some more responsibility here. And that's what Basball's breeding. It's not entertaining cricket. It's just cricketers that aren't afraid of consequences. When you aren't afraid of consequences and you stuff it up, well, you need to be held accountable. And how do you improve? That's exactly right. You're right about Root. Root, in that situation, he has to think for himself. And he has to go, geez, we're well ahead of the game here. I'm just going to bunker down. I'm gonna I'm gonna play my normal cricket game, and I'm gonna be the anchor for the team. And if someone wants to go with me, great. And we can build a partnership, and we can we can really make a big dent into this Aussie total. And if not, go ahead of it. You know, buy a hundred odd. Mm-hmm. You know, because they had time. Because he's batting with Stokes at that point that's, as well. That's it. You've got two leaders of your cricket side there. And well-seasoned, well-experienced, seen everything that cricket can throw at you. These Stokes guys know. did get a good one, but. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but Stokes, Stokes did get a good one. But Stokes showed in the second innings, yeah. you know, just just how you can play because he's got gears. Yeah. You know, so. Well, Stokes was actually quite reserved. He was 17 off, yeah. 17 off 58. So he was, he understood the situation going, I need to put a stop need, to this. I, yeah, exactly right. And could so, you imagine if he and Root just sort of went, all right, all right, okay, let's take a breath. We're so far ahead of the game at the moment, it's not funny. Let's just let the Aussies tire themselves out. We've got a test in three days. They've got no spinner. They can't possibly sustain this short, short ball yeah. barrage. They're going to have to move to Travis Head. They're going to have to move to Manus Labashane. They're going to have to try something different. We'll just knuckle in, maybe work a few around the corner, You know, go at one or two and over, and just wait till they burn themselves out. And then once we've got Travis Head and Smith and Labashane and all that, and Cam Green coming back maybe, we'll just target those and tee off again. But, but Root's just gone, Geronimo! <laughs> oh. but, but it's, you know, it's like... Roots sort of thought to himself, "Oh well, Stokesy, Stokesy's anchoring down here. I can, I can blaze away." Mm. When really it was going to take the two of them mm-hmm. to really just, you know, you've got 
you've got a shorter tail mm-hmm. because of the lineup you've picked with Tongue. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have that Ali, Ali coming in, you know, at eight, yeah. you know, to extend your batting order. So really after Bearstow, it's yeah. it's quite it's quite trim. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that Stuart Broad doesn't really appreciate batting at number eight anymore. Well, you know. There's a lot that there's, there's a lot that Stuart Broad shouldn't appreciate, but yeah, that's, look, that's, I, I, that's I, up I, to Stuart Broad. I, I don't care about Stuart Broad in the slightest. I'm just saying, like from an outsider's point of view, I'm sure he's pretty annoyed having to come in at number. Oh, eight. there's no doubt. But he, he I think he's, he's loving baseball because he can come in at nine or ten, swan about and hit a few sixes and not really apply himself and go, "What's the job?" Yeah, and that's and you know, fair enough. Ideally, you're you're. If you were England, you're staging your batting lineup to, to do exactly that. That Broad can go in and play consequence, yeah. quite, consequence free cricket, yeah. and just go out and swing the bat because we, you know, we can find the boundary. But I think even Michael Atherton said he said at the time, and he also came out today and said that that's where they lost the game. Yeah, was that was that first innings? It was. Yeah, it, it that that changed the complexion of the game because it meant Australia could go out in their second innings. Well, how delighted well, were we all at the end of the second day when they've absolutely just shot their bowl and and we're and we're in front of the game well, when you consider where they were. Well, we're holding our collective breath at one for one hundred and eighty odd. <laughs> they were like, God, what you are know, they going on? And we know that line's not coming back. Yeah, we're, we're, know, less than forty overs, man. That's. That's five and over, mate. That's good going. It, it's, it's because the thing is, too, because it was set up like that, Australia knew that, okay, we've got two ways to go about this. If we don't think that our bowling attack can take 10 wickets on a flat doing nothing Lord's wicket, we've set ourselves up to bat really long, take the result for England out of the game and have a crack at it, knowing that it'll be a draw, or we set the game up and we actually have a legit... But the Aussies had the initiative. We've got a 90-run lead. We've got so much time left in the game to bat. We could just bat England out of the game and then just set them, you know, 500 to win and good luck chasing that and we'll just see what we can do with the bowlers. And if we only get four or five or six, um, we're still 1-0 up. We've now got three to play. We'll move on. Or, you know, if, yeah. it, if it turns out to be a wicket where we actually get, do a bit, well, they were in a position to make to boss the game from that point. Yeah. Um, full credit to England, though, because I felt that they got themselves into a position, especially with the basball reputation, that they weren't far away. And as we saw... They didn't end up being that far away, but they bowled really well to, especially after the initial um, start. Kawaja batted well. When they went to that short ball tactics, we sort of went the other way. We decided to knuckle down and see it out, but England, to their credit, they just kept going and going and going, mm-hmm. and our innings just came to a standstill. And then we've sort of just gone, man, we haven't scored a lot of runs in a while. We're running out of time. If this keeps going, we're going to be forced to declare so we can actually have enough time to get them out. We don't have enough runs on the board. And then we started being yeah. a bit more proactive, and they started taking wickets. We yeah. probably went too far the yeah. other way. Uh, you know, yeah. we, we, oh, we absolutely went too we, far we, the other way. We went to you know playing a normal game to being rocked back into our shells. Yeah. Um, when when the game, yeah, and 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 their bowling, yes, while it was short and you know it was to a tactic, um, there weren't there weren't um, many impossible balls that couldn't have been hit for four either. So I think or even just worked, or even just, just worked away, or, or what you know, just tick the strike over that that sort of thing that we're traditionally good at. The thing that worries me with this Australian side, and will worry me for the next three tests, is that when we have the ability, and we've shown in two tests now, when we have the ability to put the foot firmly on the throat and crush it, we haven't. 
and we've let it off. And you know what? And, and I think and, that's and, and, it, and it worries me really, really badly um, with three tests to go and no lion um, that we on on we we lack that killer. And instinct. I and I think it's instilled from the top down because you know when Stokes came out and had that fantastic run in the fourth innings. When we got Bairstow out and Stokes was like, right, lock and load, our first plan was nine blokes out and we'll wait till Stokes stuffs up. Yeah. In, that was Ricky Ponting in 2005 or 2009. Yeah, we sent a few guys, like we did it with Brett Lee to Kevin Peterson. We sent yeah. a few guys out for the hook and pull, but we're trying to get him out. Yeah. But we're, we're, we're yielding the initiative. We're, we're playing containing cricket to baseball. We've got sweepers out from the get-go. We're, we're looking to box them in. We're looking for them to make the mistakes. We're not trying to take the initiative. And I think that's where we're getting into a little trouble when we're trying to make yeah. that killing blow because it's not our natural state of playing the game. Right. Our, sta- our state of playing the game at times, especially in this series, has been... Just do our jobs for as yeah. long as we can, hang and results there, will come. Yeah. Hang in there, hang in which there. Is, which is follow fine. Your, follow your process, hang in there, which yeah. is very um, Andrew McDonald, Pat Cummins' yeah. logic, yeah. and it's very much the culture of and, what they've tried to instill into the team. And that's okay if you've got 500, 600 to your favour. Yes. And that's that was okay. going to be my next point. That's okay. But when you've only got 350 and you know that that other side can get it in a nick of time, it, it, it's it's playing with fire when you could firmly crush them yeah. with, with a really solid second innings batting performance and we we just we we just failed to grab the game by the balls yeah. at that stage. We were certainly fifty or sixty runs and short. It, and it and it then led to what Aaron says in in our bowling performance to just Completely go to containment mode once once Stokesy started going. Yeah. I will say straight up when we needed to, we knew that we needed to hit him hard and hit him early because we have no line. And this is where I think Stark was a net positive over Bolland is because yeah. the, his opening spell was fantastic. The ball that he got, um, Ollie Pope out with, my <laughs> God. Oh, no, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's that's getting anyone out. But, yeah. And I think Stark performed exactly what you'd expect. He went for a few runs. He was a bit loose and wild. And when he needed a knuckle down and find rhythm, he, he came and did the job that he needed and to do. And he's also 10 kilometres an hour faster than everybody else. And played with the funny angle as well. Like, I, yeah. think that, I think that was the right call. I mean, Bolland didn't play particularly badly at uh, Baston, but I think Stark was, was the right choice. And yeah. arguably, Boland had a wicket at Lords that probably would have suited him a little bit more. Oh, I've got no doubt. You he know, would have loved the Lords slow. He, he, may, he may have... He would have just targeted it in But in saying slow. that, Lords wasn't wasn't yeah. the you know the so-called green top that we all thought it was going to be a it, day it, out. Isn't that interesting? Let's just have a bit of a chat about the wicket while we're here. Um, it died quick, didn't it? It was a very, yeah. very disappointing test wicket from my Slow. point of view. Slow. I mean, and we've been highly critical of the English for allowing us to make 400 in the first innings. And having watched most of that first day, and I, I've i seen statements from various bowlers come in and say, oh, look, we thought we were pretty unlucky and stuff like that. You didn't use what you had. Right there and then, okay. There was there was movement in the wicket. There was a little bit of swing in the air, and we were we beat you to the punch from the start. 
And I think a lot of that has to do with the airspeed of the English bowlers. Well, yeah, and it, I, I said it before the start of the series, I believe that's where we've got a significant advantage over them if they don't play Mark Wood or they don't have Joffre Archer. Would you guys accept this assessment? In um, At Edgebaston, the, the better team didn't win. None. In, England were, for most of that game, you'd have to say were the better team. No. No? You don't no, reckon? No. For, for long periods of the game, but they also had periods where they were forced to modify some of their buzz. Oh, I'm not. They're not. And they I weren't streets ahead of us, but no. they were ahead of the game for they, four they, and three they, quarter days. They worked themselves ahead of the game. Over a period of time, but I believe it was nip and tuck for most yeah. of, uh, of the but first three days. If you were going to say, if, okay, if with an hour to go, you would have said England were the better team at Edgebaston. They played better cricket through the course of five days, no doubt. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. maybe on a, on, on a scale, or probably be fifty-eight forty-two. And then when you get to Lords, if oh, Stokes, 40, 40, if Stokes had pulled off that miraculous victory. You would say that again. The te- the the worst team ended up w- was going to end up winning the game because I think Australia were comfortably the better team for most of that game. Hundred percent agree. And so if we were, if if Kerry doesn't take that catch, we're probably looking at um, both teams that were the lesser of the two coming away with a win. So to give you an understanding of, so how I sort of articulate the the Lord's wicket was, you look at a guy like James Anderson. And, and look at Anderson's figures. First innings, 20 overs, 1 for 53. Then you look at the second innings, 19 overs, 1 for 64. It, I would be, it'd be hard-pressed to find James Anderson having figures like that for a test match at Lords, not as... Ineffectual. Like, no, yeah, as ineffectual. So that probably tells you a lot about what the wicket was doing and... Mm. Therefore, because of Anderson's airspeed, he wasn't able to get as no, much no out of the zip. wicket. There's just no zip there but for the, him. But he wasn't able to get as much out of the wicket as what he probably would have previously on a on a you know a little bit faster, skinnier. Well, I personally, think, I personally think he's he's dropped a couple of k's an hour too over. Well, he's forty one years old. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is the thing. But do you like, think Basball's made him less interested in playing the game now? I think Basball is not good for to be an English bowler. I don't necessarily think because it's they Baz... go out score their runs so quick and give the opposition so long to bat. Okay, so if the opposition isn't going to go Quick out and play baseball, they have to go out and bowl. I mean, England haven't got to the second new ball in any. I mean, in the in the last innings, we were able to take the second new ball. It's the first time in four innings that England have got to the second new ball in two Test matches. Maybe that's why we didn't take it. We didn't want to. <laughs> we want to get through a series going. England's batting hasn't made it to the second new ball. Well, um, I, I, I don't it's, think it's, it's a telling statistic mm-hmm. because I mean you can go hell for lever in the first eighty overs, but eighty overs is less than a day's play. When you look at how easy it was at times to bat on that Lord's wicket, and yeah. you'd say one for one hundred and eighty-eight, that team does, doesn't make it to the new ball, you'd be astonished. Yeah, no, if, you, if you if you were showing yeah. someone who hadn't seen the game, or you came from the you know came from the future to your your past self and said. Mm-hmm. They won't make it. To, they'll be all out before the, you take the new ball when they're one for 188. You'd be like, get out of here. Yeah. What are you but, talking and about? And with a couple of explosions thrown in <laughs> and stop wasting yeah. my time. Oh, I don't think it's necessarily Baz Ball, but I do think it's the direction that the wickets are going that is probably causing James Anderson to be less and less interested because I think he likes playing 
you sort of get it. There's a bit of a there's a bit of dog in him. He wants to be that aggressive. He can't be the firebrand fast bowler because he just can't. But I think when yeah. the when the game style is taking it to the opposition and playing like uh, breakneck, gonna win cricket doesn't matter what you do. We're backing ourselves to chase everything down or whatever. Hyper I think Anderson relishes that because playing in that sort of hyper competitive environment. But I think that the fact that they've now move the goalpost going to make sure that we've got our best chance to do that is we're going to play on wickets that are pretty friendly to bat on. I think that's going to be the telling thing more than the more than the the breakneck speed of basketball itself. It's going to go, well, for you guys to do what you need to do, I can't do what I do like mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, pretty I'll, much. I'll go out on a limb. I think this is his last series. Yeah, I, I, I would not shock me oh, in the slightest to see him put, to walk into the oval going, this is it, this is my last game. And, and I... And you know he he has every right to go out on his own terms, but if you're an English cricket, um, you know a part of the management, and you're seeing Tongue do what he did, mm-hmm. and then you're looking at a bloke like Anderson who, you know, do you forty one? Do you think maybe going a little off topic? He's on one hundred and eighty one tests right now. Yeah. Do you think maybe he's hanging out to see if he can get two hundred and one? That would be absolutely outrageous. If he, well, because you've got to think, they play about it, what? It would be to England's detriment yes. if he did, because what you're doing is you're costing a bloke like Josh Tung 20 tests. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, Look, well, I think Josh Tung has done enough to make sure he'll be playing every every test in this series, provided he, he pulls up. Yeah, and they don't go to the. And then, the, of course, the, you've got Joffre Archer yeah. coming back. To I don't. I don't reckon he doesn't play in the next test. I reckon they'll go um, Robinson, Broad, and Wood will be you, the. You reckon? I reckon, I reckon they'll I, drop him. I reckon they're picking Wokes. I pick, reckon they'll pick Wokes as well. But you reckon they'll pick Wokes as well? I reckon as they'll pick Wood. as as well as Wood yeah, and Shuffle because okay. Bearso is keeping it six, uh, keeping it seven. seven. I reckon they'll probably shuffle that around and have him batting no lower than six. Well, and they'll put Wokes in at seven. Well, they're going to have who, a new number three come, as well. Yeah, who comes in for Ollie Park? I wonder if maybe they'll. Well, they, they talk, shuffle everyone up. Well, they're talking. Maybe put, no, put, well, they they're they, talking Dan Lawrence. Mm, I think that may have been it who was named, but. Whether he can bat at three, I'm not or, sure. Well, he's or batted at three previously. Or, or bat Brook at three. He leaves. Um, oh, you'd be, you wouldn't. I think you, if you batted Harry Brook at three, you're putting a massive big target right on his back. Oh, you, I agree. You but have I have to bat root three. I don't care Look, if I he think this likes is, it or not. I think this has been the, the worst decision that they've made in their batting lineup because if you've got those two blokes, Crawley and Duckett, going absolutely stupid at the top. Then you need a route. In, a, in a, fairness, Pope has his... done very well since McCullum's taken over at three. Oh, we've without potential of Ollie Pope without the fruition. I I would agree. I think you. Just, I think I think what they'll do is Pope comes out, everyone shuffles up one, shuffles up, and yeah. then you'll put a Wokes in, and I think that they'll drop Tongue and they'll bring in um, Wood, but they'll leave Robinson in because. Well, Robinson had Robinson, pretty decent figures, but uh, Robinson has been one of the disappointments of this series. I don't care what his figures say. No, you've got no right to be running in mouth and off the poop when you're bowling 126 k's an hour, mate. Do they you, go? Not, you, he is a classic example of the advantage that Australia have in airspeed. If you're basing, he's one of your key bowlers, and he's only he's struggling to hit 130 k's an hour. Yet our guys are doing 135 for warm ups. 
Cam Green was hitting 144 k's an hour. If if he's going to play all four, five, he's out fourth seamer. If he's going to play two out of three of the next test, Robinson, they need to have Green. They need to go back to back to type and give Green tops. Robinson's not as effective on yeah. basketball wickets. Same no. with Anderson. Like if they're going to be playing, well, same. same. And this is why I say basketball's not great to be. To no, for an English bowler, bowler yeah, but they have too much same same. Yeah. But with you know, if they pick Wood, that's different. You yeah. know, because they've got some air speed there. Um, but and then he that's then he ball for ball would probably be quicker than Stark. If you, if you took it on a ball for ball basis, bowled oh, over tongue or wood. no, I uh, would. I oh, would. That's yeah, not even ball. Wood yeah. is faster than Stark. Yeah. It's just flat out faster. Yeah, than, yeah. Like, Stark. He, he'll, he'll average one hundred and fifty k's now. Stark will average one hundred and forty six, one hundred and forty seven. The ball think, little I touch one hundred and fifty. I think that's even being generous. Yeah. I think I was watching Stark maxing out at about one forty five. There might have been a few balls that crept over, but I'm thinking one. But, Stark's averaging 140, 141, I think. But like, Stark does what Wood can't yeah. and swing the ball. Yeah. So, so Mark Wood will come in and if they're going to play this continuous, we're going to bowl 98% of the balls in our half of the wicket. That probably suits him, but it's going to burn yeah. him out pretty quick too. Oh, look, I know what I'd rather. I'd rather a, I'd rather 150 kilometres straight up and down than 140 oh, swing, swing like a banana. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and um, the thing is, Woods left a couple of scars in a couple of our top orders. Dee, well. He really roughed yeah. up Labuschagne yeah. in a in a series that where everything went wrong for England. The one shining light was the fact that Wood made life uncomfortable for quite a number of our batsmen. Yeah. All right, before we get stuck into the topic that I think everyone wants us to get stuck into, which is of course the the Bearstow run out and the Ben Stokes almost bringing back uh, nightmares of Headingley. I just want to talk about Nathan Lyon in the third innings. What a dead set legend! And he was widely he was he was widely um, criticised for what he did too. You know. Oh, what, what an idiot, you know. He could, said could be doing more. Cummins, blah, Cummins blah, blah, blah. and McDonald didn't want him to bat, and he said, like hell, if I don't get to bowl, I want to do something to help the boys win. And I tell you what, if Stokes had have kept going for two more overs, how how crucial those 15 runs were. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know? We won by 43, and that's... that's if, if we don't have... You take 15 runs off that even, yeah, you go... 28. Like that's, the, making a, that's making your sphincter oh, I do, The sphincter's starting to... Well, the know. thing is, if you go... If it's, you take those 15 runs off, do Broad and Robinson, who aren't mugs with the bat, they probably don't play their shots. They probably they do don't either. play those shots. They probably just go, I mean, we're just knocking around and just and knuckle in like Cummins and Lyon on a wicket that's not really offering a great deal. Yeah. Um, you know, it just, yeah. I think to a, to a certain extent, but when you look at those two, but I'm pretty sure that yeah, they could both be put in the in the class of being compulsive hookers and pullers. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you, oh, they're, I, they are, they're candidates for the short ball oh, I, because I you think, know they're going to go for I think it. Broad showed that he's probably not compulsive because he was wearing – there were a lot of bounces coming at him, and when he knew that he could have one, he played the shot. But he, he let a lot of short balls that you'd think if there's no – if there's no stakes here, he's playing a shot ball. Yeah. But I, I think he, he's in himself. He, he can read the situation of the game and go, no, 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 no. I, yeah. I, can't, I can't play the hook to this. I'm just, just cop it, just wear it, just and, duck it. And we let ourselves down a little bit too because I think we got a bit compulsive with the short ball. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We do need to call the Australians out for this because yeah, I actually found at times was both very... Of my, both of my neighbours could attest that I think that the Australians got a bit compulsive well, well, with well, the short <laughs> ball. <laughs> Lucky I was out of my partner's 25-acre property watching that that last last yeah. session 
because it's just too, I was, was too much apoplectic. Yeah, it's too much because the, the principle number one when you're a bowler is how am I going to get the batsman out? And if I'm giving away all of my options to give him to get him out, other than hoping he holds out on the mid wicket fence, then that I'm sorry is rubbish bowling and it's rubbish tactics for an extended period of time. And we did it for too long and it could have ended up costing us the game. Absolutely. You're using one or two of them to push them back. Yes. Push them back on the crease. Yeah. Then you're following the next few Particularly up with either the tail enders. Really I mean, you full. made that brought up this point before. The way we bowled towards the ends of the tail enders just wasn't good enough no, at times. But, but you, you follow that with really full or how do you get a batsman out? Yeah. You hit the top of off. Yes. If it's like good it, enough, if it's good my, enough to get the top order out, why I, is it not good enough I, to get Josh Tung out? Oh my god! It just, I, I was, yeah, yeah I, I was shaking with rage there for a little while. But because um, I, I, to me, it was in the, the, delaying the inevitable. I mean, yeah, it was. If we just bowled smart and tried to get the guys out instead of just this ridiculous barrage, but barrage, again, barrage. But again, I point to this: we've got the foot on the throat. We've just got Stokes out. The game is gone. Yeah, we, well, it's not even that. We we lost. They lost three for one. Stokes, Broad, Robinson. Robinson. One, That's one exactly right. But we again, and then we're just like, oh, we'll just oh, bowl. we're just gonna we're just gonna bowl, continue to bowl short and see what happens. Oh. I, I don't. Oh, it it's it's gonna worry me for for especially this next test because I think we're really susceptible to letting England back in here, especially without. Line in our attack. So, yeah. well, anyway, so, having said that, buddy, we've got a pretty fair replacement. I'm pretty confident we've. Yeah, I um, go we, we, yeah I'm, I'm. If this had happened two years ago, I'd be a little bit more concerned. But having watched the poor, it's more about the way this guy goes about things that impresses the hell out of me. He had a good Todd big bash. Murphy. Todd Murphy had a good big bash, and no one really got hold of him. Yeah. Over the course of the tournament, he had one of the better economies going around, and, and I actually think his style, where he puts a bit more side spin on the ball, will actually suit English wickets, where he's not going to get, he doesn't need to hit that that overspin to get the bounce. If there's anything there in the wicket with side spin, you're much more likely to get it out of the wicket. Well, it's spin. going to be a big step up. Well, but let, let's face it, if Root can turn them sideways at Lords, yeah, <laughs> please. Yeah. All right, guys, is it here? It is. Care, uh, bold green stumped carry. What do we think, Johnny Besto? It's out. It's out. <laughs> why, why, uh, out and move on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, I really think that if you're looking for a, a long-winded debate about this, we really don't have too much to say. It's out. It's out. He had a brain fart. He walked out of his crease before the umpire called over, which is something that we would be on the back of an under-10 for doing. And now he's trying to blame everybody else for his predicament. No, you're out. Move on. Yeah, the fact that Green, sorry, that Carey picked it up and threw it in all in the same motion, the ball was in his hand for less than a second, the fact that the umpires hadn't actually really moved, the fact that Ben Stokes hadn't moved meant that quite a lot of the players on that field didn't think it was the over. And, like, Bairstow was still in the crease when Carey let go of the ball. Right. So he's the ball hasn't had a chance to be killed off. Yeah. It's rocked forward, it's hit the stumps, and Bairstow's out there just looking like an absolute, what, dozy, I think is what Atherton like to call him. Correct. Dozy cricket. Yeah. Um, just, just on that, uh, and on the responses from both sides, match situation dictates response. Now, 
you've got a lot of time to think before you go into a press conference and, you, and you're probably thinking at the time as well, um, you know, about the situation. Stokes knew that that game was gone once Bearstow got out. And and his response dictated the situation of the game and the situation that England were placed in after yeah. that that dismissal. If if Bearstow, if they're three hundred in front, and that same dismissal happens, we're not we're not even mentioning it. Does yeah, we're, we're actually we're does, 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 does not even rate we're, a mention. If anything, yeah. we're talking about how savvy Carey is as a wicketkeeper. That's exactly, and, and that's, that's exactly it. what we should be talking about yeah. because there's two instances in that second innings where Carey was brilliant, yeah. and the other one was the Duckett dismissal. Uh-huh. Yeah, where he was standing, he yeah, was standing yeah. two foot down leg side. How good was that? Waiting for that catch. How good? How and brilliant he caught, and was caught that? it with one hand. Yeah. If he's if he's in that natural position no, on the angle near it. it's for a left-hander, it's that's four, four runs. Carey yeah. K- should be given a whole lot more cre- credit for not only what he did to Bearstow, but what he did for Duckett's wicket. I actually well. think he's been a, a significant advantage for us over the, over the years. He is such Bearstow, a clever cricketer. Bearstow has not performed. Like, Gary got 70-odd and, and a few runs. Um he hasn't performed behind the stumps, and we are and we are holding a trick over him. Yeah, I, I agree. Carey has been absolutely superb. Yeah, if you're going match up to match up with yeah. your with your lineups, yeah, Carey is that far in front of Bearstow. He's, 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 he's obliterated him. Yeah. Not not only you know with the bat, but also but what, behind the stumps. How many stumpings has he got in this series? Five. Five yeah. stumpings in two tests. It's, it's insanely good, and, yeah. and a couple of them you would. Oh, the one off, the one off route down the leg side is just absolutely outstanding. because so, he's going the wrong way, he, all of his weight's going that way, and to be able to glove the ball cleanly down below your knees, stop, and then reach back and and like just remove the bales, and was beautiful how he took the bales yeah. off, all in one action. I mean that is that's Ian Healy like. Yeah, that was quality wicketkeeping. Yeah. What do we reckon? Best gloveman, obviously still a small sample size. Do we reckon he's pipped Gilly at the moment for oh, no, pure no. glovesmanship? No, yeah, no G- Gilly had worn. Yeah, Gilly uh, had so worn. You, you, Gilly had to be very, very clever. Yeah. Jeez, um, I, te- I tell you what, he's like he- Healy for me is the very top. Yeah. Of our gloveman, yeah. um, Gilly Marsh. You probably, you know, look at the pen, Marsh is a different era because Marsh had to keep a lot to fast bowling. That's right, and to fast bowling, he was supreme. Yeah, he was. He okay. he was awesome. Yeah. But but you probably got those two level pegging underneath yeah. Healy because yeah. as a glove as a gloveman myself, yeah. I, I look at Ian Healy and go, he yeah. he just epitomises everything about a weak keeper. Yeah. Um, but then you know, carries carries that four, fourth run like yeah. he's. He, so you reckon he's the, he's the best one. You he, he's, the he's, the, he's the best since Skilly, no, yeah. no doubt. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and and rightfully so. He 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 deserves to be there. He's he's just very clever the way he thinks about things and yeah. goes about things. Mm-hmm. He's so well natured. Um, you know, you you know you don't tend to hear too much from him. Uh, you know, I sense he's, very much he's a leader in that team though. We like as soon as there's any sort of like appeal or anything, everybody's just looking at him, and he lead, he leads. He's but he's that level head, yeah. you know. Like 
Cummins goes to him and goes, what yeah. do you think? Yeah. And he'll give his honest that's appraisal. Usually, it's usually a good sign for me, personally, when there's an appeal and how, the umpire says not out and I see Kerry running up to the bowler. Yeah. How good, is, like that, how good that. is that magic pool in Pakistan that he fell into? <laughs> <laughs> they should be bottling it. Uh, they then said should be selling it by, by the leader. Because I'm not going to lie, I thought Kerry, I'm a massive can I was actually, for that series that he debuted, I was picking Kerry at five. Yeah, even in pain, I, I remember had, that. Had, had kept the gloves. Had kept the gloves. I was yeah. picking Kerry as the, the middle order. I really rate Alex Kerry. So when he was given the gloves, I thought it was great. But I thought he was average for, for that Ashes series. I didn't think he was particularly good with the bat, and I think he made a few key mistakes with the gloves. I mean, it was his first series. It wasn't enough to drop him, but it wasn't. Wasn't a sparkling series, no. I mean, and then from that, that he come in replacing a pretty immaculate wicketkeeper in Tim Payne. Tim Payne was, I mean, we we very much underrate this guy. He was an immaculate wicketkeeper. Yeah, and he, I think he would have been a whole lot better without um, the the finger issues that he oh, had yeah. too. So, um, yeah, look, but from that point, he went off to Pakistan. He fell in the pool, and he's just been amazing it's, since. It's, it's it's like a, a baptism <laughs> for Kerry. <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, look, getting back to the the Bearstow stuff because um, you know it's obviously a big talking point. Um, you probably only have to see the reaction of some of English, England's more credible, uh, thoughtful, yeah. um, uh, uh, smarter, smarter cricketers, yeah. um, and their response to it. And they are completely on on the same page yeah. with it's out. Well, Owen Morgan was in the box with Tubby when Tubby was yeah. calling it, and they actually showed the did video. You, did you and see? And Tubby's there calling it, and Owen Morgan just gone. If you can have a look at it on on yeah. YouTube, he, he just he knew his Butcher, it was Peterson. Out. Like yeah. they're all going N- NASA Atherton. They all came out and said it was just ridiculous. Yeah. Like you. You can't, and and we've all seen the videos afterwards of what Bearstow's tried to do in the past, and then there was stuff with Broad absolutely smashing the cover off it to slip, and they're not walking. And, and McCullum's yeah, various expressions that McCullum, he's had. Well, McCullum, ba- they basically boiling. tackled morally. Yeah, you know, and 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 basically credit where credit's due. Said, that's been brought up a lot, but McCullum. So that happened in 06. Mm. In 2016, when he was receiving an award for the ICC, he came out and said that, like, he's grown a lot as an individual and, and made a really, like, well-worded, heartfelt apology for his actions that day, and he understands that's not the right thing to do. So, you know, yeah, he doesn't think that that's... The, but there's been so many other times that he's done it as well. Like, it's just a normal keeper thing. Like, Marn, um, uh, he did it to Martler. Bairstow did it to Marnus Labuschagne, that test. In the Edgebaston test, in the same situations, the ball's gone through, last ball of the over, head was getting ready to leave the crease and then whipped back around because they threw the ball and he's gone, are you going to take the stump? You wouldn't take the stumps, would you, Bearstow? And he's gone, bloody oath I would. And so, like, it's just... And I think you hit the nail squarely on their head. If that was the first innings, they're up by 150, 200, 300 runs, they're bossing the game and that happens... Yeah, uh, Bearstow goes. Oh God, that was dumb. Walks off, and everyone just talks about. Well, that's a pretty heads up play from the Aussies there. They got one back. And that's right. You, you, and you move on. And you move on. And 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 everyone would have been the same. It, it's just because of the situation of the game and where the game was poised, because it was very much on an even keel at that mm. stage, and especially with Stokes looking to ramp up, you know, um, and. And, and go and go and basically take the game away from us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's where the hysteria started. 
And, and I think and it's just because of and, that. Reason. And to be fair, from a media point of view, I think England are very lucky this did happen because we saw what happened after Edgebaston, where we we snuck away with a victory at the end, and the media who'd spent the last six months leading up to the Ashes talking about how we're no chance against Basball, Basball's the greatest thing since sliced bread, they're revolutionising the game, yada yada yada, how amazing it all is, and they turned in a oh, day about hundred percent. And could you imagine? Was I was telling you I was online trolling the Barmy Army. Could you imagine just now throwing some of their media if, stuff? If, if at they them didn't have this stuff. bone to latch onto, this carey spirit of the cricket traversing yeah. horror show that just happened, the English media would be faced with a team that had been given the most perfect set of circumstances to win a game. Their bowlers had the best bowling conditions twice. They had got to start yes. up against the Aussies under very gloomy, overcast conditions. They won the toss, sent them in. They put four hundred put on them. We won, won like I said, one for one hundred and eighty-eight. Line is going home, and they're all out for three twenty-five. And, and it's not because Australia, or it is because Australia play well, but it's largely been helped by the fact that Basball, this you know golden this, age of new cricket that they're being ushering in, has tripped them up. And that's what's happened. The yeah. the lack of accountability in their batting in that first innings has meant that Australia managed to get a ninety-run lead. So Basball has cost them in both games. Yep. And the, you imagine how quick the English media would be jumping all over that heading into into Headingley, yep. going, you know, it's Basball's now 0-2 and, and it's been our own batsman's stupid fault that's cost us the games in two games yep. and yep. the pressure would be building on Stokes. You know, is Stokes going to start playing proper cricket or is he still going to go with his entertainment rubbish, you know? Yep. If he wants to be an entertainer, why does he take up well, a soap opera? Well, like, well, Boycott was spitting that three days ago. Yeah, you know, and and then he all really of a sudden, annoys me, uh, it, it, and then all of a sudden comes out and oh well, you know, if if Pat Cummins doesn't come down and you know issue a public apology, issue a public apology, all and this. haven't seen a look on Pat Cummins's face in the oh, press conferences. Where I've never been more proud of. Well, I was. I just thought to myself, yeah, Paddy. I've never been more proud of Pat yeah. as a captain yeah. this yeah. last sometimes, week. Sometimes yeah. less he's, is more, and he just says less. He's batting at Edgebaston. Fantastic. I actually thought he was phenomenal in the face of that Stokes onslaught. I thought he was one of the few bowlers that got it right the whole time. Yeah. I still think as a captain, I would have liked to have seen a bit of an in-out, yeah. one-day field and try and get Stokes out. But obviously yeah. the policy was buy ourselves. We've got, we're have got we 150 in front. Buy ourselves as much time as we can. Nine blokes out, he'll hit it to one of them or we'll maybe chip away at the tail if we just slow the game down. And I think that's where Green got found out. They're like, yeah. let's go and sucker him into a, a into a catch on the leg side, bowl some bounces, see if he hits it to a fielder. And Starkey, tough one, put him down. Straight after lunch, Smith put him down. So it nearly yeah, worked straight I, off the bat. But I would have liked to see them try and get him, like try and get him out rather than yeah. wait for. But that was the plan, and I think they executed that plan better than they did at Headingley. Yeah. And then you're moving into all this, like you know the 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 furor of what's been going on. Oh, Stokes said he would have re, you know retracted the appeal. That, okay, that that's, yeah. that is there a question in that? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 but but that that's the great thing of hindsight. Yeah. Stokes can't really say whether he would have done it or not. No, of course not. Because because the situation of the game would have impacted his response. Of yeah. course. It's, 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 it's as simple as that. Why the whole argument is just this, a total nonsense. It is complete nonsense. And the other one the other one I really love was uh, Pat. 
do you believe in the spirit of cricket? Yes, <laughs> yes absolutely yeah. I do. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, oh, I think we've played within the spirit of cricket really yeah. well for the last 18 yeah. months, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Okay, well, if you believe in the spirit of cricket, do you believe that, you know, if the series keeps going, we're going to start seeing man-cads or underarm bowling? And he's just gone, well, if you keep trotting out flat wickets, we might have to bowl. <laughs> we might have to. And, and the whole gallery laughed. So, yeah. you know, look, I, I think this is something. And look, let's face it. The English make it's their hobby, isn't it? Oh yes. They will attach themselves to any sort of whingy controversy thing yeah. to take the focus off what's really and happening. This is why we call you whingy and and, yeah, and it's to take the focus on what's really happening. Uh-huh. Is that they're getting beat up playing a game that they invented and they thought that would bash everyone. Oh, and, they're and, tripping over their and own they're tri- and they're doing it. Uh, that's right. They're doing it at their own detriment. Yeah. The, their and, and their we, play style has like like I said, they were I think that they were probably noses in front for most of that game edge best. They, they should have won. They should have won that game. And, no and it won for 188 with no Nathan Lyon. They should have won at Lords. And it you'd have to say on the back of some obviously some, you know, Committed play from the Australians, some some brave play, some well executed bowling at times, but largely it is the fact that they were just playing reckless, consequence free, yeah. accountability free cricket, and it's backfired in two tests, and they're now down zero two. Yeah. And you'd have to say overall, like the Australian batting lineup hasn't particularly fired. No. Like they dodged a couple tribs, of bullets too. Tribs and drabs. Yeah. Uh, our batting, you know, it's not it's not um, like Kawaja for mine has been. Simply magnificent. Yeah. I, I, through two tests, he, he's he's exemplified on how to play on English wickets. Right. Um, and and you isn't, know. isn't it extraordinary that just a good old-fashioned opener who goes out and leads the ball and um, knows where that, his off stump that, is. Knows where his off stump is, plays, plays off the back foot really well, gets yeah. forward when he needs to, has, has shots that hurt you. And bats for a long, long time with great concentration, and he's the leading run scorer in the series. Yeah, in spite of all the buzz ball hype, and you, you score and runs at eighty runs, a hundred balls, and whatever. And by the way, just for the record, the leading strike rate in the series at the moment belongs to Travis Head. So all of you buzz ball, Trav ball, yeah, Trav ball. It's, it's not buzz ball; it's Trav ball. Nah. And beware, England. Trav is in really, really good form. I can. He's in hot form, man, and I can see you are going to pay if you keep giving him opportunity. I tell you what, if there's a wicket with any sort of pace in it, yeah, look out! Look out! He's smoking because the ball he, because on he me. won't be quick enough to hook and pull, and no. he won't he won't glove them and you know no. just palm them off. He'll duck under those. Yeah. So you'll have to bowl more conventional to him. And he will slap you through the offside all day. Yeah. And I really don't think that the, the, where the short trap works with Travis Head is around the corner when he's trying to fend the ball off. If you get him into a situation where he's going, he'll put that ball over the fence. Yeah. Yeah. But it's when he's not quite going and he's a little bit vulnerable there with that ball that rises up in towards his rib cage, up, you know, up around the, the shoulder blade. But it's only to tickle the ball behind here. He plays a pull shot really, really yeah, well. It, it's more the slower deck, yes, because and and two pace deck because he yeah. doesn't feel as confident to hook and pull, yeah, because he just doesn't know what pace it's coming at him at, yeah. You know? But if you get one that's a real belter, yeah, you know, a real wicket belter that's you know that's carrying coming through bat, and coming yeah. through, he. he <laughs> He could go nuts and yeah. big time. Well, like we saw it against 
South Africa, they, there's a lot. There's a lot of Ks in that, like Rabada, Norkia, Jansen, yeah. those guys. Yeah. Um. You know that game at uh, Gabba, which we talk about. That's probably one of the best nineties you will ever see when you yeah. factor in the rest of what the rest of the team, the team scored. Yeah. Like that was amazing against one of the best bowling attacks. Yeah. And, and we haven't had Marnus fire either yet. Uh-huh. Not quite. Marn- Marnus looked a little bit better. Um, in, the, in this test than he did in the last one. He, he, I think he's outthinking himself. I'm not sure what's going on. He's just such a nuffy and, you know, he's come up with some sort of theory or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, you might be right. You, you, you definitely might be right. I, I think it just might be a case of he's been at that level for such a long time and, he, and he's so early in his career. You're going to have lulls. Like, I mean, and, and, and even Smudge, you know, has lulls. Punter had lulls, you know, good. All the greats had lulls. He got you know. forty-seven and thirty in this one, in yeah. the, you know. So, and he's looked better. He That's has looked better. He looked a lot better to me in that he seemed to have. He seemed to be back aware where his off stump was. But, but I just what I, what I and and I talk about this and I've spoken about it earlier. But putting the foot on the throat, I just want two blokes, three blokes, four blokes mm. to all just go out and get hundreds and fifties and put on yeah. massive partnerships and bat them out of the game. The ideal scenario for Australia is we have a good opening partnership, Marnus and Smudge bat forever, and then we have Traven and Greeny come out and get a session to go nuts. Yeah. And then we get 500 in, say, four and a half sessions. Yeah. And give um, our boys the best opportunity yeah, to bowl absolutely. well, have be rested, yeah. give Todd, you know, an opportunity uh, on a yeah. on a deck that, you know, might be a little bit more worn yeah. than, than, you know, what it normally would be if actually, we were out for 200. I'm actually, I think he's going to do very well. Yeah. All right. Well, we're on that talk anyway. So, Headingley, where are we going from here? So, the Aussies, obviously, they're going to be one force change, Todd Murphy. Yeah. Uh, do you see us rotating, maybe giving Hazelwood a burp breather, considering he's come off a bit of an injury scare? Um, he's now played two tests on the trot. Um, you know, Bolland's there waiting in the wings. Do we yeah, think yeah. that maybe he gets rotated out just he, to preserve he got him? Stokes, but jeez, oh, he's probably our most disappointing bowler at, at he, the moment. He, I think he was one of our best at heading at um, at Edgebaston. I think he bowled really well mm. there, but I don't think he was particularly good, especially in the second innings at yeah. um, at Lords. Yeah. I was a bit disappointed with him at Lords because though I will with, with I will always slope. love him for getting Stokes out. Like yeah, oh, <laughs> with that slope there, he should have been a little bit more effective, certainly towards the left-handers. Oh, he, will, um, he did play in a period where it was the best conditions for batting oh, absolutely. on a no, deck yeah. that was doing nothing. So, no, yeah. I don't have any issues with him playing on form. I'm taking Hazelwood anywhere in the world. but yeah, um, I suppose they just monitor him. But just in know, terms of his health, does he make this really next quick, game? Quick turnaround too. I, look, days, I, I so. personally think that if, you, if you're naming your, your best three fast bowlers, you're going to say Cummins, Hazelwood, and then take, you know, Stark. Come and uh, start. Look, Stark's um, a bowler that plays well. When uh, he's and, got we, some... and let's not forget, we've got Michael Neeser in this squad as well. Now, oh look, I'm all for I'm all for Nisa to get a go at Headingley. Do it. Wouldn't it be interesting if they actually produced a wicket that had something there for him and the Australians aside? Oh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll throw in a, a genuine swing bowl. Could who, you imagine? It, and, <laughs> I could just imagine Nisa coming, coming in, in, taking seven for on yeah. his Ashes day or his Ashes in England day and picking up a lazy fifty. Yeah. <laughs> so, from, from a technical point of view, and I've watched our fast bowlers fairly closely this series. Um. 
I think there tends to be, especially with our right armers, there is this tendency to bowl wide of the crease far too often mm-hmm. and angle the ball into right handers. Yeah. If if you watch if you watch any highlights of the last two tests, just have a look at how wide we bowl. They on naturally, the crease. all of our fast bowlers naturally bowl wide they, of the they, crease. They do, but we have varied it in the past. Like we we occasionally will occasionally closer. come closer just to maybe just get yeah. that ball to nip off middle yeah. stump and you know away yeah. to the slips. Nisa bowls closer to the stumps. He bowls very close uh, and, to the and stumps. He, and he provides something a little bit different. And he's he's not lacking in airspeed either. Michael Nisa bowls about no. 35 k's an hour, it, it, which is faster than Jimmy Anderson it's quick and swing. Robinson. It's quick swing. Yeah. But what he also provides us is with a bat down the bottom. Like, well, start coming and Cummins coming. Can you imagine? Yeah. You, you get 100 against Smudge's leg spin. You've got to be good. <laughs> 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 that was that was actually that was the best interview ever because he came uh, and he bowled what those handful of overs and they were expecting yeah. him to bowl more with with um uh line going down. He's like, so have you been working on some stuff in the net? Because he bowled leggies and offies. He yes. bowled offies yeah. to the left hander. He's like, oh, you've been working on some stuff in the nets. He's like, I haven't been working on my bowling in the nets. <laughs> I think I bowled. I think I bowled for the first time in that that game, that county game where the the game was dead. And yeah. but yeah, I don't bowl in the nets, and I was just like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, and 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 I reckon Steve Smith, he, he was more disappointed than Nisa when when Nisa got out yeah. because he's just like that. That should have been in the car park, <laughs> <laughs> like like four streets down the road. Like yeah. he just couldn't believe he got him, but. But yeah, that's a great but, bat- that's but, but actually again, a great batting lineup when you've got Nisa at eight, Stark at nine, Cummins at ten, and then Murphy, who showed that he's got a little bit going about him with the bat and that you got a nearly got, got a fifty in yeah, India. Yeah, got forty odd in India. So Look, I honestly don't think it'll happen. I think they'll I think they'll stick with Hazelwood. Don't to, dangle to, the dream and take oh, it sorry. away, Craig. No, 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 no. <laughs> but but geez, it, it it just would be something different to see. And and from a technical point of view, I would love to see our bowlers mix it up just that little bit, get in a little bit tighter at at times. Mike brings that point of difference because he's a genuine swing bowler and when the ball doesn't swing, he can go back to just bowling that stump-to-stump cutter stuff that bowling bowls. I I think that um, the changes I'll make is Hazelwood will come out for Bolland because they'll be worried about having to put extra overs into their bowlers if Murphy doesn't pan out. And if Murphy's getting tapped, They'll want, you know, obviously I want line and length, they'll want control. And then oh, Hayeswood coming off an injury, back-to-back test, knowing, okay, there might be an increased workload here. Bolland is a natural guy to come in and just bowl that line and length, dry stump line, bit of control back in the game because our spinner, who's normally Nathan Lyon that does that second nature, mm-hmm. is now Murphy yeah. and he's getting targeted. So we need to put more overs oh, into our quicks. I have no quicks. doubt the so, are going to target Murphy. So, so it might also, might I, also I think be... I think we'll have two changes. I think that Hazel will come out for Bolland, um, mm. and okay. Murphy will come, obviously come in for Lyon. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Look, and and the other reason why I say, but that, I want Nisa. I really want to yeah, do it. Look, oh, look, yeah. We say <laughs> Michael Nisa. But but, but I, I, the other reason why I say that from a technical point of view about getting closer is that. You don't have to be a genius to work out where England have scored a majority of their runs, especially their ones, twos, yeah. is through that gully point region. Yeah. Now, one, it's because we've had fields back yeah. as well. But because you've got the angle but, created. But you've got the angle up. created with being wide on the crease. Yeah. It's much easier to hit a ball through that area when you've got a ball that's genuinely angling yeah. into you yeah. than what it is when it's angling away from you. Yeah. 
you know, or when it's in that, there's, there's a little bit more guesswork. When it's in that corridor where most swing bowlers want to release the ball in front of the umpire's eyes. That's right. That's what I was always well, taught. I mean, Terry Alderman, Alderman was a perfect example Alderman of it. was the master he, of it. He was the master of it. He would be so close into the stumps that he would be releasing the ball in front of the umpire's eyes. Yep. And it gives the difference. That's the difference between seam bowling and swing bowling. Swing bowling wants to create an illusion for you. Swing bowling just wants to land it and come off the, off the deck. With swing, you're creating an illusion for the batsman that it's a little bit wider or, it's, you know, it's not where they think it is. Yeah. When it's coming from wide all the time, you can adjust for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, It's just something that I've noticed and, I, and I'll just and, – and if you – you know, you don't have to be a genius. It, you, you will look at England's wagon wheel and go, well, yeah. look, at, look at the runs through that, through mm-hmm. that area. Yeah, there's that. That's the other way of counteracting it is by having a bowler who bowls a little bit closer to the stumps, has that angle where it it's hitting. It's probably pitching on middle stump. Yeah, but it's hitting the top of off for exactly. it's moving away. You know, exactly. That, that, that's so much harder to get through that area. Mm-hmm. Um, Try know. cutting that. Oh, it's. But it. But especially when you've got four slips. Yeah. You know, and and I would genuinely leave that open. If yeah. you're going to do that, yeah. but just it. just get tighter, yeah. just get tighter to the stumps, create that angle. I reckon better things will happen. Get Nisa in. Get Nisa in. Get Nisa in. All right. So I know we don't want to do it, but uh, English cap on. What are we doing if we're England? We need to win three tests in a row. Start playing smart cricket. Well, let's go. Let's go selection wise. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. So we're not talk- we're not talking about like the basics of the game. <laughs> all right, we're talking about the uh, personnel. Let's, let's be gracious, worries. winners, a little bit. All right. So yeah, uh, you, first you, off, Baz Ball's here to stay. We're not going to have a substantial. They're not going to change. Um, you, I would be like you, shifting them all up. One Lawrence just fits in at five. Um, oh, so you're you so you're bringing in a bat. You're not bringing in an all rounder. No, no, no. They. Like, I, uh, Chris Rogers, what about would you bring in Mo and Ali? Well, Mo and Ali is seven. Mo and, and Ali is in the squad. Yeah, in the squad. You, depends. Depends what heading. Like I've, I, I looked at the Headingley wicket. Yeah, I so can't. I can't see Mo in playing. To be fair, I think they're a better chance if they play for Wood, um, because he offers again. That's something different. He's got that airspeed, 150k. He's rocked Marnus in the past. So who comes out for Wood? Um, oh, I think I, I think Robinson. Robinson's got to come out. Robinson. Robinson has been pedestrian, yeah. and he's and he's two same same. So uh, with James Anderson. Anderson with an average of 80. Yeah, gets a. I, I personally think that the people they're not going to Anderson. They're and, not yeah, going to drop him though. I reckon they will. Are they? I, I reckon. So. I reckon they probably will as well. Horses for courses. Really? Can you think about it though? When the, if it turns out to be another real flat track, Robinson can bowl that donkey work, hitting the like it's it's 120 kilometer per hour bounces, but they're 120. Kilo, they've completely just not utilised Anderson basically at all in. The second innings mm. after the new rock, they've yeah. just gone bowl your bowl your overs with the new rock, and then just go and wobble about and try and catch something that goes your way. They've just completely ignored him, and I think yeah. that well, if you guys are right, this is Anderson's last series. Yeah. There's no doubt. I think it is, and if, I think he knows it if, too. If they don't back him enough yeah. to to come back in this third test with a bit of vengeance, yeah. and um, you know they he's he's. I believe there's a bit of discontentment with him with the way that they play the game at the moment. But how, I, how could there not be? I don't think he's. I don't think he's. 
I don't think he's all in with this baseball stuff. Yeah. I really think it's I hurting think I him. I talked about the last English episode. How, no. how could Anderson be on board? He and Broad, like, bled for that team when their batsmen were a couple of just useless numpties and Joe Root. They were basically you walked out and they were two for stuff all at the beginning of a game. It might have just been easier to go, look, can you just pick up a 10-over, change the ball to a 10-over old one, give us two for 15 and we'll just get started. Like, yeah. don't even worry about it. They were awful. That batting unit was terrible. Like, what was yeah. it? Something like 17 straight innings where they failed to crack 200 or 300 or something. like. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And the, the only two people were keeping them competitive were Broad and Anderson. And they've finally now got a, a, a game plan that's allowed their batsmen to flourish and they're looking like getting close to being a complete team. And then they play 18 months of that, they get themselves settled, and their captain and their coach says, no, we want Rhodes now. Like, how could you... If you're James Anderson at 41 years old, knowing that there's the lot... Like, the, the, you're, you're almost at the light at the end of the tunnel yeah. for your, your, your cricket life, yeah. Yeah. going... I'm 41. I'm, you know, you call me the goat. This yeah. is how you're going to treat my twilight yeah. years by just playing me out of the game. See you, boys. I'm off to Division Two. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm going to swing the lights out at County Cricket. Take um, it out yeah, of 200 d- wickets d- and... d- during the spring and summer. And um, I think that that'll best. actually be his go. I, I think I can't see him retiring entirely from cricket when he blows Test cricket. I could see that being the because he's played for so long. I could see him go. If I'm not going to play for England anymore, I'm done. You and just oh, like I. I wouldn't bet my house on it, but I could oh, see I, that I, being. I could see him going back to county for a couple of years. I reckon he'll definitely go back to county and yeah. and just uh, even as a it bit of a, even, but even as a bit of a, you know what? Stuff you like if you had have given me the wickets that you know you you, yeah. you know that I'll, I could have played for two hundred tests and taken eight hundred. I would have got, got two hundred tests. I would have got yeah eight hundred. Yeah. You know, you've just cost me. You know, the back end of my career yeah. by playing this stupid. So I'll, I'll go out and take one hundred and fifteen county wickets at, at fourteen in the next yeah, over the next three yeah, years yeah. or four years and just yeah. no. If, if they dead set drop him um, and don't back him enough to to yeah. come back. I don't um, think drop him is in on form, but just rotate him out yeah, for that's, because it's a back. He's forty one. It's a back to back test. But he's not going to see it that way. I I, I don't think because you're talking about playing Australia. Yeah, it's not as if you're playing Pakistan or you know um, someone else, Sri Lanka, like, or the Bangladesh or Ireland or whatever. You're playing Australia, though. All those boys want to play every test. I don't care if you're forty one, twenty one. Mm-hmm. They want to play every test. Yeah. So. I, I personally think Anderson will see a little bit of a ripple effect. He'll go, okay, well, you've dished up these wickets to me. Now you've dropped me for, after being on two flat flatbed tracks. Like, get stuffed. Yeah. I, I, I'm done. And I don't think that and, – and to be honest, at 41 years old, like practically speaking, Stokes and McCullum shouldn't worry about that. Like, you don't keep him happy for – for, and for, actually, for another eighteen months. That, that's why I don't have. A, I, that's why I actually have the feeling that he may be rotated out. Yeah, like I, I, so, I would because be, I don't think that he has the sympathy because he's because he because he came in under a bit of he missed the Ireland yeah, um, yeah. test he because he was injured. He hadn't played any cricket. Any county cricket. Again. We've now done two tests. We've got a back to back one, and remember the last two are back to back as well. Yeah. So we've got a bit of a break after the third test, but then four and five are back-to-back. So mm-hmm. I can see it being, they're going to say, you're being rotated out. And if, if he chucks the dummy, then, well, so, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. He's 41, he's playing the Ashes. If he thinks he's fit, he should get a crack. But I can see, I would be shocked if, if there's going to be a bowler coming in for a bowler. 
I think it'll be either first one out, first or last one in, first one out, or Anderson will be the two. So Tongue and Anderson are on the the chopping block if they're going oh, to be making can't changes. Drop from tongue. I, I can. I can. Really? I, well, I don't. I think he played well enough to stay, but I think in terms of they've got a, a plan in mind of how they want to go about things, right. and if it means that they've you know like those two, I think are the guy Robertson. I reckon will stay. And Broad will definitely stay for as long as he can. Yeah. I think they're, they're like Robinson and Broad sort of have that that mongrel yeah. in them that I think that they'll yeah. they endear in, in whether or not they're the right choice. But I think yeah. that those two, if the, the, the two bowlers I think are likely to bowl play all five, yeah. those are the two that are likely. And to And probably bowl one five. of the other main things with Anderson thinking about um, giving giving it away this series, or, or even you know after well, if he's dropped for this Test match, I wouldn't be surprised if he just hangs up the boots straight away because. He'll probably say to them, "Well, I don't want to face Stark at 145 k's trying to rock my block off for every time I go out to bat either. You know, I've got better things to do in my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they do. I mean, one thing that Jimmy Anderson has brought upon himself as a tail ender is he's got a a mouth when he's a bowler, and bowlers don't forget, and they line up to bowl in bounces." And they line up to take him. And the other thing too he is probably, he... he's probably the wicket as a tail ender that's enjoyed more by bowlers than any other. He also whinges a lot about yes. other bowlers picking on him over the course of his career, yeah. which just out of spite you're gonna yeah. like, oh, here's yeah. something to whinge about. Yeah. And that's he, why I don't re- think he'll ever be in that what top Mitchell, Just remember what Mitchell Johnson used to do to him when he knocked him over. He'd run yeah. right down and look him in the eye and just smile at him. He's he's the cricketer that you look at his numbers and you go, wow. Uh, but he's not a cricketer that will be in your fore front of your mind to say he was one of the world's best. No. And, like, he, he, and this he, is he my argument with the Barmy Army like, constantly. Like, he, he, his, his record would suggest... Oh my God! And if and if you're born, you know, in twenty years from now, and you look at that record, and you go, "Wow, what an amazing cricketer he must have been." Well, I think I, I, yeah. I think over yeah. two years ago, I would have said that there's you're you're elite, elite, you're proper world class, best of all time bowlers, and there's probably about fifteen to twenty of them yeah. in that group in that bracket. Yeah. And two or three years ago, I probably would have had Anderson at the top of the next tier. Like the really, really good test yeah. bowlers, you yeah. know, guys like Vast and Lee yeah. and Mornay Morkel yeah. and um, that weren't quite the Vernon, elite, but Vernon just Philander about. Yeah. and yeah, just like about that weren't quite there. And he's right at the top of that. Yeah. In the last two years, the way that he's sort of gone about his game and the way he, especially that tour to India that he had where he managed to find a bit over there, he had a really good tour of Australia in terms of what we would normally consider for James Anderson to be par for the course. I think he's cracked into that group, but he's right at the bottom. Like he is like, if it's a ladder, he's like on the bottom rung, looking up at all like the Akrams and the McGraths and the, the, the Donalds and the Marshalls. But he's, yeah. I think he's probably on that, 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 that and, and but long, is he on there because long, of, of his performances, oh, or is he on there just based on the on his longevity and uh, his numbers? I think it's a combination of both, but it's largely when you're looking at nearly 800 wickets as a fast bowler and getting close to 200 tests. That those are stupidly good numbers, and on and on some level, you got to respect that as being one of the elite elite to do that. Absolutely respect, and, and I would put that he's there. Bringing up the rear of those absolute giants of the game, and I think that's probably fair for where Anderson sits. I mean, it's an overall career average of twenty six, um, you know, but he has played the majority of his career in conditions that absolutely suit his Suiting, bowling to yeah. the tee. And his averages, had, his averages dropped significantly over that purple patch he had from about when he was about thirty five onwards. 
Yeah, but that purple patch ended about 18 months ago, well, I think. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, yeah. and he's, imp- he's improved over in Australia. He's improved playing yeah. in the subcontinent. I, I think he's done enough over the last to say, yeah, you, you know, you're not you're not going to make a world 11, all-time world 11. You're probably not going to make the all-time world 11 A, B or C teams, but you are in that, you know, you're taking the You're in a discussion about for, those for, for, me, for me, I reckon he's where you suggested firstly. He's he's at the top of the rung of the very good bowlers that we've had in Test cricket. He's nothing more, if he's I, nothing less. If I wanted to pick at a bowling attack to win me, like my life is on the line and I need to pick a bowling attack to win me a Test match, I can think of easily can 20, 20. 20 fast bowlers. I actually had this very argument with a... a if I wanted to pick a guy like, that's going to play for, you know, how is your career going to pan out over, say, a 15, 20-year period, yeah. um, he, he's right up there. Like, you, you're looking at guys like Johnson who would be, are you going to happy to take the, you know, the five, six good years to, uh, you know, over a 20-year period? Or are you going to go with Anderson who had, you know, 18 or, you know, say... 15 good years out of 20. Uh, out of 20. Or yeah. you're going to go with someone like Dale Stain that had, you know, 12 excellent years but then ate nothing because his career wasn't as long. But I think so over a, a long period of time where, where it goes into Anderson. But when you're talking greatest of all time, you're usually talking about winning a game or winning a series. Yeah. And Anderson is not a guy that is going to break ahead of guys like Holding, Marshall, Garner, Ambrose, yeah. McGrath, Lilly, Hadley. Donald, Stain, yeah. um, like on and on and on, yeah. Eunice, even, Akram, even Imran. Imran, yeah. I mean, a guy who I rate highly and I still think is the best English fast bowler of all time is Bob Willis. That guy was an absolute Trojan, a warrior, and 330-odd test wickets, man. You know, and had nowhere near the sort of support that Anderson had. At one stage, it was Bob Willis, and then like you had three million paces getting pasted all around the park. Mm. He was a great fast bowler, yeah. and I, I, he's in my top twenty of all time. Yeah, I don't. It's same for exactly that. Like just the, at their absolute very peak. Take yeah. the very peak these bowlers offer. Yeah, there's just way too many ahead of Anderson. Yeah, in terms yeah. of like the very best, the very best that you can produce. Yeah. Like, the very best that Anderson produces in England, McGrath is better than him. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. exactly. So, yeah, and that's that's yeah. So the thing that's – I'd be really shocked. I'd honestly be shocked if Anderson's in the lineup tomorrow. I can't believe we've spoken more about Anderson than the Bears, though. This is unreal. Because well, I think the, it's, the thing it doesn't need the airtime. Yeah, it, yeah. Does, it doesn't it's, need It's a smokescreen. It's a media smokescreen. It it's because we don't want to look at the fact that this, this – Brand new gimmick that we thought was going to take us to the top echelon of the world has actually cost us two Ashes tests, and it is they outplayed Australia for large portions of the the yep. first test, just and couldn't it cost get them. the job done. And then there were times when, despite the fact that Australia played very well, they were counter punching just as well and looked to have the game and their own shortcomings yeah. Yeah. across I com- them. I completely agree. I, I, I like. I'm glad we have. I'm glad we've spoken oh, about other things than than, than the Bearstow thing. Look, um, if, this, if this conversation had happened yesterday when we were talking at work <laughs> or whenever we've been talking at work, I mean, the boss is going to get the shit to like, Oh, excuse me. The boss is going to get really angry with us. <laughs> um, it, this keeps going on. But, yeah, I was fired up about it. But what, the more that I reflect on it and the more... It's non- just becoming sad. And the more nonsense it that is. I see coming out about it, it's a non-event. And to be honest... If 
if Piers Morgan is in your camp, yeah, you probably should drop off real quick. Yeah, yeah. If, if Piers real Morgan is quick, if Piers Morgan is campaigning for you, like, have I got the right platform? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. You'd be seriously having a really good hard look at yourself. And 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 and, and, and Ruth, in reality, it's sad because it's put a black mark on something that has been. We said it at the start of of the podcast. The cricket in this test series has been unreal. It's been riveting. There's been high performance. There's been skill. There's been drama. And the biggest drama is over something that shouldn't be a drama. I really, I don't appreciate McCullum's sentiments because I think McCullum's sentiments are sort of fueled. You know, because Broad is, you know, whinging and moaning about it. And other people, and McCullum's like, oh, we're not having a beer with him. Sort of like painting us to be the bad guys. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, look, yeah, you, you're the coach. You can say what you like. I'm not going to tell you what to say. But if you had a more professional approach to that, you'd probably dull a whole lot of this. And, you, like, to be honest, you've got your own things to worry about rather than Carey being a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I say in inverted commas. Like, you've developed a whole lifestyle choice out of how I lost the 2015 World Cup. Yeah. And turn that into a game plan. Yeah, it's like I wrote my memoirs. How I lost to oh, actually, that's a really good idea. How to play cricket? Yeah. It's not really, but still. Yeah. And you know, there are holes in your team that the Aussies are exploiting. I mean, people are now like you took the world by storm. You surprised a lot of teams, and now teams are figuring out chinks yes. and, and cracks in it. And the the idea of a coach is okay. So this is plan A. This has worked really well. When it starts to backfire, you now need to tweak it to make sure that you can still keep playing at a higher level. And at this point, you'd say that he hasn't. It's plan A or nothing. And I I did say this earlier on, is that there's there's no room for adjustment based on what the other team's tactics are. And that's where... So so what's his message going into the third test? Like, to me... It seems to be more of the same. Like, he's... He's he's missing something here, Boy. and he and he needs he needs to galvanise this squad because if he keeps banding on about what happened to Bearstow as a reason for why they lost that game, he's completely looking in the wrong direction. I think England are trying to convince themselves that this is the way to go because I mean, look at it; they've they had to go and doctor wickets to make sure they were the best possible wickets to bat on, and they're telling everyone to listen. Oh, look, we lost that game, but it feels like we won. And it's like, no, like... I've lost a lot of games and none of them feel like I've won. Unfortunately. Teams that are sure of themselves and teams that know exactly how they're going to go, how they're going to rebound coming forward, don't say things like, oh, it feels like we won. No, it feels like we lost and we need to improve here, here and here. But you don't go... Oh yeah, we played pretty well, and we—it feels like a victory because I mean, like they only got them, they got them eight wickets down. That barely counts. Like it's den- it's denial at its finest, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's it, all, all, we're harking this... back to the the broad comments about how the last Ashes series were null and void yeah. because they're in quarantine. Yeah, don't count because they're in quarantine. Is this really the sort of mindset that uh, these guys walk around with? No, but broad, broad is very calculated in what he says. The bloke can't be that dumb <laughs> for a start. We, um, no, he's a professional. No, he, 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 he he knows exactly what he's doing, Broad. And I, and and what I found hilarious was that every time Broad spoke um, and and was chirping away in that last bit of that session, Labuschagne was laughing in his face. Yeah, he just he just kept laughing at him, <laughs> and and that and that to me is the best way to handle Broad. Yeah, is go like. We know what you're saying is absolutely ridiculous. We we don't even have any comments for you. Yeah. You know, it, it it is truly beggars beyond belief what you're t- saying, yeah. and we can't even believe what you're saying. 
Yeah. Especially because they know that he doesn't believe no, it. No, he doesn't believe it either. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's like McCullum has got a lot of work. This is going to be the next three tests are going to be a real tipping point in McCullum's coaching career is because what you're doing hasn't worked. Yep. That you don't need substantial changes, but you do need some changes and some accountability is what's required because test cricket isn't hit and giggle. It's not a next man up. If you just keep swinging for the fences, we've only got to last 20 overs, we've got to last 50 overs, it'll end up coming off. There are going to be times when the going gets tough. Like, this, the way they're playing won't work. It will not work in India. India will give out the biggest dust balls ever, and good luck trying to go and play back foot across the line, hacks the mid-wicket when the ball's turning a foot and a half mm-hmm. on the second ball of the day. Oh, like the it, Indians will be sitting there laughing about baseball. I can only imagine like the sort of wickets that they would. They would have watched. They would have watched that happen to like what happened to them, and then what happened to New Zealand. Yeah. They're going to be like, right, I cannot wait for England to come over here. What I found interesting was there was obviously comments from cricketers all around the world after the yeah. Bairstow incident on yeah. on Twitter. The Indians firmly in Australia's camp. Yeah, like Ravi like, Ashwin there, come there out was, and supported. There was it. there was no there was no split. It yeah. was just. And for well, India, for India would have hated, they, they, hated to be in they, our they, camp. They would have, absolutely, they would have. But they respect the game enough that they know when someone's made a, a just just a bad mistake, yeah. and and that's all it was yeah. that that he got the ultimate punishment for it, mm-hmm. and it's within the rules of the game. So that's that's the way they viewed it. I, 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 I found it. I, I honestly did not expect that we would get any support from India. But it was it was absolutely rapturous. Yeah, uh, from, and it was and it was to a man, unequivocal, unequivocal. Yeah. You're out. See ya. Yeah. You know, on your bike, right yeah. there, like um, Rishabh Pant or you know Kishan, whoever it is, going to be there sitting there going, I'm going to keep an eye on that for when uh, they come out here yeah. <laughs> and see if he wanders out. Uh-huh. To be fair, the way the Bearstow played India last time, I don't think you'll last long enough to wander out of his crease. No, nah, you know, they're going to go with horses for court. It'd be actually interesting, you know, like hypothesising, because I'm not sure when they do go back to India, but uh, say we have the McCullum-Stokes regime still in place, I'm, I'm, I would personally get the furl, and if we, if we win this series 3 or 4 nil, McCullum will lose. No, no, no. They've, they've, won, they've won, what, a, they've 11 or 14 yeah, tests? They're, they're invested too heavily in this. You think? I, yeah. I personally think... Look, look, I've, I'm not saying that he'll be sacked, but I'm thinking he'll leave. No, I don't think so. I think, like, yeah, well, Langer lost a couple of border games. It's a bump in the road. And it's reinvigorated English cricket, and they've won more games. There were a lot more games than they lost. You're going to come up against teams where it's not going to work. What it'll be from there is how he adjusts from there. But, no, I, I would actually... I would, I would rate McCullum very poorly. His character very poorly if he walks away from English cricket after losing the Ashes. Uh, and I'm not naive, naive enough to think that we haven't been scared while they've been playing this Baz ball during this series either. No. Like, I mean, one for 181, you, you're going, oh, we could be in trouble here. Yeah. So there's we elements to their game that happen, works. But... You know, it, there's elements that will work, but they need to find that ability to adjust when it's not going their way. And at the moment, they haven't been able to do that because they don't have any other plans. Oh, they don't have any accountability. That's the big thing for mine. There's no yeah. accountability. There's no concern. You know, Ollie Pope's not going, or, you know, Ben Duckett's not going, 
well, I've just lost a wicket here. We've got the game in the bag. You know, maybe just, you know, settle in, build a new partnership and and go. He's just like, nah, business as usual, go, 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 go. And then you get out and then Root's doing the same thing. Like there's no there's no impetus to stop the rot. Put it this way, crawling in an Australian side who averages 37, how long does he last? Oh, he doesn't oh. last he doesn't last long at all, averaging 37 opening the batting for Australia. We just don't put up with that. No. Unless you're Dave Warner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you look at Dave Warner's overall record. Warner has runs in the bank. That's Warner's right. got a lot of runs. Now, bringing up Zach Crawley, okay, I think Zach Crawley is actually a classic example of what is wrong with the baseball approach because he's had McCullum and Stokes and Rob Key and everybody who's up in the hierarchy saying, we don't care if you're consistent. We don't care if you if you play a bad shot and you get out a couple of innings in a row because we're going to back you because we believe in your talent and we just want you to go out and we want you to express yourself. Every time that Zach Crawley is asked to do the hard yards like he needed to do in that second innings, he fails. It's not just Zach Crawley, though. No English batsman for the last 18 months has been asked to do any hard work. Yeah. And at some point, that will come back and bite you in and, the ass. And the problem, and Crawley, I use Crawley as a microcosm of the problem because he's sitting there going, my spot's not under jeopardy. <laughs> I'm not going to lose my spot There's if no I go fear out of and, and, yeah, I'll have no fear of failure, but no fear of failure means you've got no fear of consequence. You've got no fear of, of accountability of, of being called out for your rubbish. You're playing for your country. Yeah. At the end of the day, and, and you know, going off topic in, with rugby league, Queensland, why they've been so dominant is because they understand that they're playing for something that's higher than what than what the game of rugby league is. Yeah. They're playing for their people. England could probably use a little bit of that mentality and go, we're playing for our country here. There's certain elements of our game that we need to just rein in and and have more respect. Yes. And, and more respect for the game, but also more respect for our wickets. Well, and, 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 and more respect and, and, for the opposition and, and, that you're playing too. We are the right. number one team in the world for a reason. And you might have got away with it with New Zealand because they have a very, a, to be fair, with the quality of bowlers they have, it's a very pop gunish attack as far as pace goes. Mm. They got away with it in India, uh, against India. They got away with it against South Africa on a couple of fairly flat wickets. The, the common denominator with Basball and its success has been flat wickets. They, they haven't gone out and, and creamed somebody on a, on a green top. The last time they really played on a green top, Ireland rolled them for 60. Mm. That's, a, that's what a green top is. Yeah. Okay. Like, as you say, in, India, the India tour will be interesting. Yes. India, India um, over there going. If they manage to go and pull Basball life over there, then well done. Well yeah. done to everyone involved in that team up. But at the moment, looking at that, they'd be sitting there going, well, all right, we'll just we'll just pick four spinners and see what you do against that. And we'll yeah. just well the yeah, come, come dancing down the wicket when it's moving a foot and a half. That's exactly right. But well, but the filthiest thing will be for them is that Pakistan are playing test matches in their own country again, not not on Abu Dhabi highways. <laughs> so you know it, that again, that takes that another element of touring out for them, where they will need to adjust. No, oh, well, they played Pakistan in Pakistan. 
Mm. Pakistan yeah, was um, just the wickets in Pakistan aren't ready to go yet. No, 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 well, they're not. They're not. They're not. They're not yeah. um, testable and, and, yet. And I mean, when you can go out, I mean, I still remember that day. And England made was it five hundred in a day on the first day of the test against Pakistan. And yes, they they played fantastic cricket. But Pakistan were, bowled like crap. Pakistan, the bowling from the Pakistani test bowlers was of the absolute poorest quality and quite frankly the captaincy was pretty poor too and yeah they got a whale bit and yeah they expressed themselves beautifully and they got 500 in a day that's, oh, look, that's yeah, not I, that, you, I've got to give back like I'm not gonna give basketball credit there those weren't result pitches no. And England made them result made them pitches. Result pitches. Yeah. So that's that's a big tick in the baseball box. I'm not taking anything away from that. That was fair. Like we went over there and slugged it out, and we managed <laughs> to just get one win. Um, and England went there one three nil. And then they went three nil. And they, on wickets that were probably worse than what we played on, <laughs> to be fair, like or the same. Like they were rubbish. Yeah. And they managed to to change the game into being able to get a result on those. So that's that's a big tick in the box. But yeah. It's it it that's a batting dominated game. You have set the game up with the bat to give yourself time with the ball. But when the ball's doing a little bit, that's yeah. going to be the test. I, I will say what it has done in this series is that it's kept my eyelids firmly open uh-huh. because it has been so exhilarating from go to woe. You know, first ball to the last ball. Um, you just don't know what's going to happen next, so you're afraid to you know maybe have a half an hour kip or or you know. You, you'd see us doing well, you know, at the end of or at the start of the last session. And you're like, oh, I'll just get up. I'll just get up in the morning and see that we're, you know, three for five hundred or something like that. That's that's how it's been in the past. You got to keep your eyes you, on. You, you, you have you, your eyeballs are firmly on this series, and and that's something that they have brought. You know, that they've got they've got eyeballs around the world on this. And on that, we might have to call stumps because it's getting late and we've got to get as much sleep in as we can because the next test is starting very, very soon. Only one more sleep to go and we're into the third test. It's just rocketing along. Thank you for joining us for that one. We know this one was a bit of a marathon. Uh, All the best for the Aussies at Headingley. Hopefully we can uh, knock this one over, secure the Ashes and maybe chase down a 5-0 and really give Bazball a kick in the guts. Jeez. All right, guys, Five do it for kill. pigeon. Do it for pigeon. You got to get one of these. <laughs> Isn't pigeon sitting there in the computer box going? Yeah. Look, he's been right. He's been right twice out of about twenty times. Yeah. <laughs> the, the odds are against him, but hey, um, yeah. Look, I, I'm really excited for what's coming up in the next. I'm actually really excited for Todd Murphy. I'm. I am too. We've got to look after him. This is a big, big test for Australia. They'll like. You know, two two nil up. We only need one of the next three, but I'd really like it to be this one because I don't yeah. want to give that England side a sniff. They get some momentum, no. they'll be hard to stop. So this is well, that's the thing. But and and like without dragging it out too much, I think sometimes baseball is a self is a self fulfilling prophecy to a defeat because you're just leaving so much time in the game, and if the opposition doesn't want to be dragged along into your because that's what baseball tries to do. It tries to drag you along and play it at their tempo. We haven't done that so far, and it's been successful. So they've really got some things to do. It's a game plan designed to chase. Yes. They're batting second. That's when it works the, the best. Mm, yeah. when, when they've got to set the game up, it gets a little murky. And we've yeah. seen that a couple of times where they're sort of 
not as sure of themselves trying to set the game up. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you very much for that one. We will be back after the third test, hopefully with some really good news because we now currently have the urn in our inverted commas possession. Not that it ever leaves Lords, but uh, yes. we'll feel good having it. Uh, best of luck to the boys. Best of luck to Todd Murphy, first oh, Ashes test. Quick shout-out to the girls who can also secure the Ashes with a win, I think, tonight. Yeah, well, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow our time morning, morning our time, yeah. So um, go to the Aussie girls. Cool. All the best, guys. Until next time, bye for now. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.